We welcome in former Oiler, former NHLer, Rob Shrimp to the program. Rob, it's Kevin Carries. Haven't talked to you for probably 15 years, but uh, good to hook up with you again, and, and thanks for coming on today. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me, buddy. Appreciate it. Looking well, forward to having a little chat with you. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for a whole day now since uh, we lined it up and uh, just looking forward to getting uh, back to where we were uh, chatting a, a long time ago when you were here in Edmonton. First of all, so Corey Perry, your old buddy, signs with the Oilers on Monday. Um, how excited are you for your friend to kind of, um, you know, be able to, to land here and hopefully contribute to the Oilers moving forward? Yeah, I think it's great. I think he's a great addition for the team, you know, being a uh, wily veteran that he is and he's such a competitor. He's been in the Stanley Cup Finals the last few years, so last three years, and been so close to it. So he's, he's really known how to win his whole career, and I think it's a, it's a great value add for the, for the Oilers to you know, kind of add that skilled sandpaper, so to speak, with Corey. Such a, yeah, he's going to be great for the room and great for the team. I think it's uh, the way he leads is kind of by example, and he goes out every night and he's ready to bring it. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a great, great addition. I know, I know there's been some, he's had some controversy up there as a, as a player uh, coming in on the opposite side with the Oilers. I think some fans, he's probably been a thorn in their side for, for quite a few years, but I think they'll learn to, to really love him now that he's going to be wearing that Oilers sweater. You know, Rob, that's the whole sentiment here in the last few days since he signed. Uh, everyone hated him when he was on the opposition, especially in Anaheim because of, you know, the proximity and the rivalry that the yeah. Oilers have had. But once he's in the room and, and once he's part of your team, uh, they're going to love him. So what what do you think he's going to add in the room specifically? I think his professionalism, um, the way he comes to, you know, every game he comes prepared. and He's, he's actually he's one of those guys that's got those ticks and he's got a lot of, you know, I don't want say that superstitions or, or uh, a, a very heavy routine, but he, he comes every day, does the same kind of routine, and he's just prepped. And then when the, you know, when the puck drops, he comes and competes every single night. So it's just one of those things. He's not a, a super loud leader, but when you watch through his actions and the way he plays the game, it's, you know, it really earns guys' respect and someone that you love having on your team because you know when the chips are on the table, he shows up. So I think that's what's going to be really good. Again, it's not that loud. Loud guy in the room, so to speak. It's more how he, you know, conducts himself as a player, and when the puck drops on, you know, seven thirty most nights. Rob Shrimp, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. So, be about twenty years ago when you first met Corey, would that be correct in London? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it was twenty years ago exactly. So that team that you guys had in London, oh four oh five specifically, uh, was that the best team you ever played on? Oh, for sure. It definitely. We were stacked uh, with, with great talent in junior, but also the way that, um, just the way that it, it kind of Corey was ringleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Severo was our captain, but <clears throat> Corey was, was sort of our leader as far as the way he played, and we kind of jumped on, you know, jumped on his boat, so to speak. He came every single night ready to play and, and compete, and just throughout the course of the season, some of the things that, you know, went on, and the way that group stuck up for each other and showed up every night. That's that's one thing that stuck out. We, we, we did have a lot of guys that played in the NHL, a lot of talent for junior, but again, it was just the way it all kind of came together. And, um, you know, we, we won under 31 games undefeated to start the season. <laughs> there were so many things that happened that year, but the one thing I remember was the way that guys came every single night prepared, and, and uh, there was never really a doubt that we were going to win the game. You know, we always really truly believed we were going to win. Most nights we did. We only lost seven games that year in regular season, <laughs> so... 
pretty electric year. Yeah, fifty nine seven and two <laughs> was the record that year. And then just to kind of you know explain to our viewers the playoff run, and then you know going on to the Memorial Cup, and uh, you know ultimately uh, winning the championship. Yes, it's always a lot of pressure. You know that year was a lockout season, so there was no NHL. So we we really got the attention from the media, and obviously playing juniors in Canada and the CHL. It's, it's so special in those towns, those small towns, and. I want to call London a small town, but most of junior junior cities are our towns, so to speak. And the media was really high on, on the fact that we went 31 games undefeated. Then you had Sidney Crosby in the Quebec Major Junior League uh, tearing it up and doing things at you know at a high pace, high level. Um, the team like out in the out in the West was Kelowna, the third time making a run to the Mem Cup in three years. So there's a lot to, a lot of headlines and a lot of attention. And our team was kind of at the top. That we were ranked first, I think, right out of the gate. Um, to start the season, we were ranked CHL number one the whole year. So there was, mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure. So in playoffs game, it was kind of one of those things where we definitely didn't want to bust, right? Even though we had the Mem Cup uh, hosted, we wanted to go to the front door. And that was something Danny Savret did a really good job as a leader, making sure everybody was focused and, <clears throat> excuse me, not mailing it in and just, you know, kind of taking that free ticket to Mem Cup. We, we wanted to prove a point and, and do it the right way. And the guys stayed focused the whole year. And, that's what we were all driven to win a championship, and it started from the puck drop in game one, and we kept our focus the whole season, and, and we um, you know, brought it home, which is truly special. And, uh, the fact that we got to do the Mem Cup, win the Mem Cup for the first time in, in the organization's yeah. history in London was, was truly special. The city went crazy. I, I think, Rob, that was, it, uh, was London named the, the best uh, junior team ever at that point, coming up to that point? Is that correct? We, we actually we won team of the century. Yeah, that was, okay. uh, I think we were not. We were we were awarded that. Um, 2019, we were uh, voted as team of the century. So it was, it was pretty cool to get recognized as that as well. It's been some great teams and oh. great players that come through the CHL. So be recognized for that and our accomplishment was, was something really special. Yeah, that 2005 year, as you say, with the lockout and, and everything like that, and then the World Junior Championship. So you were a teammate with Corey, you know, in London, and then the World Junior Championship in, in North Dakota. What was that experience like? Because, I mean, that was the – everyone says it was the best Canadian team ever. So what, what, are your, what are your recollections there? Yeah, no, I was – yeah, with Team USA, uh, it, was, it was one of those things where, I mean, I'm very competitive, and, and I never would back down from a fight, so to speak, as, as far as that sort of competitive side of hockey. But I was, I was almost counting our blessings that we didn't meet Canada in that tournament they would have, I don't think we were prepared for them uh, they were stacked <laughs> they had everything and everybody I mean their decor was insane like you know Dion and, and Coburn and um, Seabrook I mean you go down with Shea Weber like it was it was crazy who they had and then you go up front with pairs playing with Crosby Bergeron Carter and it's like Jeff Carter playing in the Sioux it was like it was funny because we, we know him a lot he's from the London area so it's like in the Sioux, he kind of did what he, you know, just kind of, I don't want to talk down about it, but he did what he had to to get by. And then yeah. as soon as he go on Team Canada, he just <laughs> turn it up. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. It was a totally different player at cards. So they were stacked. And even a good friend of mine, Stephen Dixon, was on there as a great fourth-line plugger. And they had all the pieces, right? So um, in the way that you saw them, you know, kind of oh. run Ovechkin out of the building. And people can say what they want about Ovechkin, but, man, it was Dion hitting them, Weber hitting them, Seabrook mm-hmm. hitting them. Everybody was taking runs at him, and it, it, he stood in there for a period and a half, more than probably most people would have. But they were a stacked team, and they were also 
you know, they were all dogs, so to speak. They, they wanted, you know, they smelled blood and they went for the win. So a uh, stack team, it was unfortunate that we weren't in that position, you know, especially with being in North Dakota, U.S., but mm-hmm. that was that was definitely, that watching that hockey was, it was, you're kind of envious of it. You always want to be on a team like that. We, we had that kind of sort of team in London, which was fun, mm-hmm. but Team Canada was on a different level that tournament. Rob Shrimp with us on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. You guys had a pretty good team, too. I mean, the guy Phil Kessel was on your squad, Ryan Suter. Uh, but just, just, I mean, Canada just had too many weapons. But uh, what about your team there? Yeah, we had, some, we had Patrick O'Sullivan. Yeah. We, had, you know, we had a pretty good squad. But it, it, was, it was kind of a rebuild. The year before was with Patrick Ease, and they won in Finland. So it was kind of that. You know that 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 fact that you know it's all age groups, right? Age years, birth years. So it's that that '84 birth year was really stacked for USA hockey. It was a little bit of a dip <clears throat> the next year, so to speak. And, and Canada had the better birth year in '85, and you could see it with their team and obviously their draft year that year. That the, the, I think they had I don't know the exact number, but there was a, a massive amount of first round draft picks on their team. So their '85 birth mm-hmm. year was really stacked, and that was their year to kind of you know take take the crown so to speak but we had a great team and it was just it's just one of those things it's, it's one of the luck of the draws by yeah. birth year and Canada's was much better <laughs> <laughs> Rob Shrimp with us on Sports 1440 uh, Rob you know we just had Mark Spector on from Rogers Sportsnet and I, I said Speck we're going to have Rob Shrimp on here right after the break and here's what he had to say about you I said you know what do you remember about Rob Shrimp and he goes well I'll tell you what I really believe that he was ahead of his time when he came in and he likened you skill level, skill set to a guy like Trevor Zegers now in Anaheim. And, you know, I started to think about that with all the things that you could do with the puck. Maybe do you think if you had come along, I don't know, like 20 years later, maybe the way that you played your style and everything, you would have maybe had a longer look because of the incredible skill set that you had uh, to offer at that time back in the day when you uh, started with the Oilers in 06 and 07? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a different time back then. You know, it really wasn't, there wasn't social media. There wasn't, uh, <clears throat> players didn't have brands, so to speak. And in the, the side of like skill wise and stuff like that, it was the Western Conference, is, it kind of still is that way. But it's, it's obviously the whole game in, in general is changing. But it was a very rough and tough uh, division and conference in the West. It was, it was a lot of big body guys. Mm-hmm. You know, San Jose was big. Our team was big. Calgary was big. And it was all crash and bang kind of hockey. And you mix in like you know the skill guy like Al Shamsky was the top end skill and <clears throat> Smitty was Smitty was a grinder too but I mean he put up the points but he really worked hard for every point. It was a different game you know in the Western Conference especially it was it was a different game back then. So I don't think yeah the high end skill stuff was kind of looked upon as a little bit a hot dogish or yeah. or a little bit too uh, individual back then. And I think now you're seeing it that's a different display right. The rules change in 05. Um, all the hooking and holding, and I think it took you know probably about ten years for the game to ch- you start to see it evolve. Less fighting, less physical stuff, a lot of stuff with CT and concussion, so a lot more crackdown on on crazy hitting and running around hitting. So mm-hmm. a lot of things have changed since you know my time there, obviously. So um, to to the point and to the question, yeah, I definitely think if I would have come along a little yeah. bit later, uh, things would have been different. But still happy with my career and proud of what I've done. And, yeah, uh, never you know. So it's always look better to look through the 
to the windshield and the rear room year. Yeah, and you should be. I mean, in 07, 08, you had a phenomenal year in Springfield. Uh, it was under Kelly Buckberger. What, what was that like, you know, playing for, you know, a guy that played so many years and uh, was a big, big fan favorite here in Edmonton? Yeah, Kelly's awesome. He's a great guy, great person. Um, you know, he's, he had a lot to teach you about the game, about being a pro and showing up every day to work. And uh, he worked for every inch that he got in the NHL. And he was, um, you know, a great teammate. Everybody can say that. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that played with Kelly Buckberg, we heard great things about him. And he'd stick up for his teammates. And the same thing with the, with the players. I remember uh, one night we got kind of a little bit taken advantage of in Portland. They had a lot of tough guys. We were super tough and, and they were bowling and Kelly Kelly he you know crossing the ice after the game he you know he really went after a guy because he you know he was sticking up for his guy um, some might say as you know, a coach can't do that but you could just see like that's that was his natural reaction was to look after his players and uh, he's a great guy Kelly was awesome so it was, it was fun to play for him and yeah again he did a lot of things to learn from his long career that he played in the NHL about being a professional and, and showing up every day to work Rob Shrimp with us on Sports 1440. When you came in, Rob, to the Oilers organization, you had uh, like guys like Jeff, former teammates, uh, Jeff Delorier, Devin Dubnik, I, just that I think of the goaltenders. But where I'm getting at with here is that the team never had a true uh, affiliate, a true AHL affiliate, and it really it, it stunted the growth of a lot of players in a two- or three-year span. Do you look back at that, and would you agree with that statement? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We my first year of pro was with we split with Wilkesbury. <clears throat> Excuse me, we split with Wilkesbury, and then the next year we were in Springfield. So it was kind of a yeah, it was different. You know, it's just it didn't feel like they it was set in place the development mm-hmm. model and and uh, you know the sort of path to development from AHL to transfer up to the NHL is kind of a little bit all over the place to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how that works now, but it, back then it was it was just kind of they were trying to get their footing on that side of things and um, different draft picks, different types of players, and um, yeah, just it was a little bit all over the place. But it's part of it trying to figure out how to get through that and, and climb your way up to the show. It's, it's always it's always tricky trying to get to the jungle, but <laughs> <laughs> made for an interesting time. So, Rob, after the NHL, you went over to Europe and played a good half dozen seasons over there. Is there a certain place that you enjoyed more? And what did you like about going to Europe and the style of play and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Austria, Salzburg, playing for Red Bull in Salzburg was great. My daughter was born there, and I really enjoyed my time. That's a beautiful place in the world. And uh, the hockey's, you know, it's, it's very competitive and just in a different different way. It's more, you know, European, it's bigger ice, and it's not so much crash and bang. Also, the schedule is not so crazy. You know, like in the AHL, I remember three years in the AHL, every year we ended the, the season with like 16 games and 29 nights, like that kind of mm-hmm. grind with travel and bus trips, and you're not really home that much. So being in Europe, it was a little bit better, uh, you know, so to speak, work, work-life work balance. So being home and, and, again, have my daughter there is a special, obviously a special place for us, and uh, we really loved our time there. Um, Switzerland was beautiful. They all had their, their, their cool things to them. So Switzerland was beautiful. Sweden was awesome, you know, mm-hmm. playing games in Stockholm with the fans and uh, that sort of thing. And then the one th- the one place in Switzerland, Bern, um, they, they have this fan base where there's one side of the rink, it's about 12,000 standing seats or standing pos- uh, positions, 
all the fans stand the whole time and they chant and it's like one of the most intimidating places to go into as far as that and it's almost like a soccer atmosphere it was, it was really cool so i got to experience a lot of great things there but the one that stuck out obviously is salzburg mm-hmm. rob shrimp with us on sports 1440 uh, thanks for taking the time this morning rob and just uh, now you're in hong kong how did you end up in hong kong and what are you doing there uh hockey related yeah, so I was in Latvia and, and doing my thing with uh, my my private consulting stuff and mentoring players. And this job uh, presented itself. I got to meet Craig Smith. Uh, his brother played in the AHL. He's actually in the AHL Hall of Fame, Brad Smith. And um, but yeah, we got in touch with him and, and came out here to check out the organization and um, you know get to see what it's like over here, hockey in Hong Kong. And it was an opportunity to take on a, a um, you know director of hockey operations position and something I was really intrigued by to, to sort of broaden my horizons and learn about, you know, organizations and how to run them and, you know, scheduling and all the good stuff that comes along with that. And, um, and then on the other side with the development, doing the curriculum for the program and sort of a clean slate that kind of implements the, the ideas and thoughts that I've had on the game and what I think about development. And I get to do that on a daily basis now with these kids here and, and help them grow and give them some better information. So it's really exciting to have that, you, you know, sort of different path and, a different opportunity um, to grow myself and also help the game of hockey grow here in Hong Kong. So um, that's what I do on a daily basis. It's been a lot of fun, and my daughter's learning Mandarin and oh, seeing oh. new places of the world. So it's, it's been a really unique experience so far. How, how popular is the sport over there? It's huge. We got about 250, 300 player, registered players. So all different levels, learn to play, learn to skate. Then we have our elite program. So we, there's a lot of hockey here and a lot of interest. And I think, you know, having the Olympics in China – was really big and um, spurred up a lot of stuff. A lot of funding went into hockey, so it's it's been uh, it's a lot of growth. And we we have an Asian uh, Asia Super League event that we do. We're actually I'm going to Korea tomorrow to to go attend that. And we have five teams from different countries showing up, and the kids get to go play a really competitive tournament and see what different hockey styles are around, and you know compete in that level. So it's it's very, it's very exciting for all of us. And, you know, it's it's definitely great to see the game of hockey grow in different areas that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latvia, Latvia must have been just a wild time for you because of how, I guess, hockey crazed the fans are there. Yeah, I got a chance to beat the World Championships last year and uh, witnessed that. You know, them winning the the bronze medal was huge for their country, and uh, you know, the whole country got behind the team. And then after the you know the parade and stuff, so it was really cool. And also. Um, you know, the hockey world being there, a lot of scouts and old coaches I got to see. It was awesome to be there and have that energy in the city and then have the, you know, kind of the high-end hockey people around and to mingle with and see them again. It was it was really cool. So great experience and uh, something I'll, I'll remember and, and really cherish, actually. Well, can't thank you enough for taking the time uh, with a busy, busy schedule with family and everything. And, uh, you know, uh, really appreciate it. I know you're going to be pulling for your buddy Corey Perry as the Oilers uh, uh, enter the All-Star break here and then uh, kind of the unofficial second half. So uh, thanks for coming on, Rob. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for thinking of me. Appreciate All right. It. That's Rob Shrimp, uh, now in Hong Kong, former Oiler, uh, former New York Islander, Thrashers, played uh, many years overseas, and uh, a wizard, a wizard with the puck.